Welcome to Roadside, the podcast where we talk about the fascinating and sometimes disturbing history behind roadside attractions and unique destinations. We're your hosts. I'm Abigail. And I'm Janica. And welcome to Roadside. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You got any good goals for the New Year, Mom? Yes, my goal is to become more sustainable. Yes, I like that. And find the love of my life. I think that's a good goal. And have a very successful podcast. Yes, I like those. I like it a lot. How about yours? I would say, one, to start eating healthier because I've not been doing that recently. Mm, Yeah. Two, to also have a successful podcast because that'd be great. I would love that. Yes. And three, to get more in touch with my spirituality. Oh, that's good. I like those. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Yes. Did you have a good New Year's Eve? I did. I had a very good New Year's Eve. Me and Ryan, my boyfriend, went over to our friend's house and we had a PowerPoint night, another one. Oh my gosh. Yes, it was really fun. All right, you got to explain this PowerPoint night because I don't know that everybody is listening is going to know what that means. Okay, so PowerPoint night is when you and your friends all get together And each of you makes a PowerPoint about something super ridiculous, and then you present it to your friends. (laughs) So like mine was what everybody's starter packs would be, what you need to become that person. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Ryan's was an Audi, a gold chain. Oh gosh. And undiagnosed ADHD. (laughs) That was Ryan's starter pack. Perfect. Yes. And then one of our friends did best cats of 2020, where she like rated all of our cats. Oh, geez. It was pretty cute. Percy was number one, so that's good. Aw. Freya was number three. What? I know. It's ridiculous. (laughs) But I mean, Percy is pretty cute. He is very cute. He's a very handsome little man. Yes. For those who don't know, Percy is Ryan's Ryan's cat. Yes. Fluffy little thing. Yes. So I have big news. Oh, what's your big news? My big news is that I signed a lease on a new apartment. Yay! I was going to ask you. Yes. With the love of my life. That's awesome. So we are very, very excited about it. When do you move in? In May. Nice. Exciting! So I'm going to start packing stuff up soon, getting everything all organized, and I'm very excited. Should I save you boxes? Yes, please. Okay. That would be greatly appreciated. Will do. Yes. Any other exciting news? (gasps) Oh, yes! We have our very first patron. Yay! Shout out to... John in New Jersey. Yes, thank you, John. What's up? Glad you're listening. Thank you, John. Very exciting. And yes. he is in the Britches buoy. The Britches buoy. $5 there. So we're giving him his shout out. Yes, very exciting. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Yes. Now I got to set up the Discord community so we can invite him. Okay, cool. I've never used Discord before. I haven't either. I got it set up, but I got to figure out how to add people and all that. So we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. And when we get some more patrons, they can join us as well. So if you would like to support us and help us to grow and become better and give you this, all this amazing entertainment for your lives. Yes, you're welcome. Yes. Just go to our website, roadsidepodcast.com, and you'll see the little button that says Patreon. You can also get our, all of our socials and our email there. Yes. Email us, say hi. You can also support us through 
our sponsor, Audible. Yeah, Audible. Audible. We have a discount code, right? We do. If you go to audible.com slash roadside and you can become a new Audible member and you will get a free 30-day trial and then they will continue supporting us and so we can talk to you. (laughs) So we can keep doing this. Have you listened to anything on Audible lately? Yeah, I was actually going to say, I was just listening the other day. I'm making Ryan listen to A Court of Thorns and Roses right now. Oh, yeah. By Sarah J. Mass. So we were listening to it on Audible while we were doing a puzzle the other day. Oh, nice. He really likes it so far, so I'm excited. Good. And then Freya ruined our puzzle, so. Ah. That was not as fun. No. No. Ah, Freya. I know. She's taking a nap right now. All right, you want to get into this? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't even know what we're doing, but I'm ready for it. I'm a little tired because it's... Oh, me too. I know. I stayed up so late last night. It's New Year's Eve or New Year's Day right now. Yeah. So I am sitting on my bed still in my robe. Oh, well, I've been up since 6.30 because I was getting text messages coming from my brother. Ah, yes. And I forgot to put on my Do Not Disturb last night, so... Jake. I love him. Love you, Uncle Jake. Okay, so today's episode, we are covering two haunted libraries. Ooh, nice. Yes. And these are not like bad, malevolent ghosts. They're actually very nice, helpful ghosts. So we love them. So first, we are starting not too far away in Peoria, Illinois. Oh, really? Yes. That's cool. Peoria, Illinois is where we have the Peoria Public Library. Before the library was even an idea, in the 1800s, a Mrs. Gray lived on that same plot of land that the library would eventually be built on. So she lived in a house on that land on Monroe Avenue. And her house was said to be so beautiful and she kept really good care of her gardens and it was just a very lovely old house. And in 1830, her brother unfortunately passed away, leaving her, his son, her nephew, to Mrs. Gray. Mm. So he stayed with her in the house. And I don't really know exactly how old he was. Okay. Old enough to be a troublemaker, though. Oh, (laughs) so not like a little kid. Yes. No, he was not a little kid. Okay. He was old enough to have a job, but he did not want to get a job. Oh. So he just never had one. And he had a few run-ins with the law. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I really couldn't find a whole lot of information about him. I don't even know what his name was. No. So I don't know what it is that he did to get in trouble with the police. But because he was having some run-ins with the law, it meant that they had to get a lawyer. Mrs. Gray and her nephew hired David Davis. All right. Who was a new lawyer in town. And he got the nephew out of any trouble. However, his prices were quite steep, and the Greys were forced to put their house up for collateral to pay for his his services, and whenever they couldn't pay, he sued for the house and took it over. Mrs. Gray and the nephew were kicked out, and they had to move somewhere else, but Mrs. Gray got so mad at her nephew for well, yeah. the whole incident being kicked out of her house and because he was continuing to make trouble. She lost her house because of him. Yeah. So she got so mad and he continued to get in trouble that she was like, you know what? Get out. Kicking you out of my house. I don't want you anymore. 
good. I'm assuming he was old enough by then that he could live on his own. Well, I would hope so. If he could have a job. Yeah, but he didn't have a job. Yeah, right. I don't know what happened to this kid. However, later on, he would be found dead in a nearby (gasps) river. Oh, okay. Maybe she shouldn't have kicked him out. Just drowned. I don't know how, if he was just, like, swimming and he got caught in a current or if he was drowned by somebody or... I have no idea. I could not find any information about it. I couldn't find any newspaper articles. Hmm. Nothing. All I know is that he was found dead in a river. Hmm. And that's it. So, that's it with him. But the townsfolk say that once Mrs. Gray was forced out of her home, she was so mad that she cursed the land that it sat on. Oh. Yes. (laughs) So once Davis took possession of the house, remember, her gardens, beautiful. Flowers everywhere. Right. So pristine, gorgeous. But once Davis took over the house, everything in the gardens and the yard died. Oh. And nothing would grow there anymore. That was a definite curse. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Like, he, he would try to, like, tend the garden and nothing would grow. She was bitter. Oh, yeah. She she was an angry witch. <laughs> so then in the late 1800s, the city of Peoria bought the property and a new library was built. I don't know if the library was built like exactly where the house was, but it was somewhere on the land. So they tore down the house. Yes, they did tear down the house, but I don't know if that is ex- the exact spot right. where they put the library. It was just nearby on the same plot of land that she lived on. Okay. So the library ended up opening its doors February 11th, 1897. Okay. And they selected their first director of the library, which was Mr. E.S. Wilcox. And fun fact, his father was actually from Galesburg, which is where Ryan is from. Oh, nice. I know. Pretty fun. Yeah. Shout out Galesburg, Illinois. (laughs) So Mr. Wilcox was very well educated. He was well traveled. He loved books. He loved to teach. He loved to learn. He was all around a super great guy. He was involved in the Illinois Public Libraries for more than 50 years. Nice. And for a while, he was, he held the position of inspector of Peoria Public Schools. Oh. And was president of the board for two years. Okay. So he was super involved in the community. He was very helpful with the construction of the library, as well as like the business side of things. And once the library opened, he started working as a librarian in its early days and was eventually their first director once they got everything all settled and everything. Okay. And in 1872, he actually, a law was actually adopted that he wrote called the Library Law in Illinois, which was the law that allowed free public access to all libraries in Illinois. Oh, cool. Yes. Yes. So, you know, that was what made libraries free basically in illinois so good for him good for mr wilcox yeah that is good he was doing super great things and he was doing a really good job as the first director of the library everyone loved him he was really getting things going unfortunately mrs gray's curse Uh, stepped in uh on april 6 1915 oh it took a while yes it did But Mr. Wilcox left his home to walk to the library, as he did every morning, just walk into his job. And as he was crossing the streets to the library, he was struck by a (gasps) streetcar. Oh. I know. And he didn't even have anything to do with why she lost the house. 
No, he didn't. Oh. I know. But he was brought to a nearby hospital and was pronounced dead a little more than two hours later. Oh. Very sad. Yeah. We loved Mr. Wilcox. Yeah. Loved him. The next director was Samuel Patterson Prowse, who I don't know as much information about. There wasn't a whole lot. But he was the one that was chosen next after Mr. Wilcox's death. Okay. Um, I do have a quote, though. Somebody said of him, a man of literary parts, an enthusiastic bookman, a reader of ability, and a writer of quality. Some of the best literary work by a Peorian is from his pen. Perhaps no man in Peoria has a finer or larger private library. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so apparently he loved books. Yeah. Loved reading. Like it. Loved learning. And he was actually very helpful in establishing the Boy Scouts in Peoria. Oh, really? Yes. That's cool. That is pretty much all the information I could find on him. Okay. Until December 14th, 1921, when Mrs. Gray came back and struck again Mm -mm. in the actual library at a board meeting. Oh. Where Mr. Prowse had a heart attack and died in the library. At age 64. Oh. I know. Very sad. The next director, the third director, was appointed on July 1st, 1922, and it was Dr. Edwin Wiley. He held a doctorate in philosophy and had a lot of experience in uh, university libraries as well as the Library of Congress. He also taught English literature and wrote several books, but unfortunately, he also fell victim to the curse Mm. and died by suicide on October 20th, 1924, by swallowing arsenic. Oh, God. Yes. That sounds awful. Yes. Ugh. The curse of Mrs. Gray struck all three of the first directors. Yeah. All of them had horrible, untimely deaths. So she was a bitter lady. Apparently. However, she does not haunt the place. It's just her curse, right? Just her curse. Which hasn't really struck up at any time lately. Okay. The Peoria Library has been doing really good as far as the curse is considered. It hasn't... I haven't seen anything about it since the last death. Hmm. However, there are plenty of ghosts in the Peoria Public Library. Oh. Yes. The very first haunting was when the library had just opened and people reported seeing a young man... Who looked like Mrs. Gray's nephew. Oh. Banging on the front door, begging to be let in. Oh. But this was after he had already passed. Right. That was the very first ghost at the library. Okay. Staff and patrons alike would complain that they would see, like, books being pulled off the shelves or just, like, falling on the floor when they really shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Flickering lights and cold spots, like classic ghost stuff. People have seen a few apparitions. Mm. And they think there are a total of 13 ghosts. Holy cow. Yeah, I know. That's a A lot. lot. Yeah. However, the ghost that is seen most often is the ghost of one Mr. Wilcox. Oh. The very first director. And they think that because he spent so much time and effort on the library that he still lingers around. And he's apparently very helpful. Oh, good. He never really bothers anything. One librarian even said that he corrected her. Oh, my gosh. She put the book, said this is in the wrong place, and told her to put it somewhere else. Oh, interesting. Yes, I know. 
And in the 1960s, the city began building a new library, which would open March 23rd, 1968. And the ghosts would still be in that building because it was in the same spot. Mm. That is it for that library. Okay. The Peoria Public Library. Go check it out. It actually looks very cool. The building is super modern, and I saw some pictures of the inside. It looks pretty nice. Nice. So, you know, go check out some ghosts. Are any of the, you said they built a new library. Did they keep any of the old building, or did they just level it and do a completely new building? I don't know the answer to that. Oh, okay. I have no idea. The reason I asked that really is because we have a library here in St. Louis that they have just recently leveled, and I drive by it often, and they're rebuilding it. We do? Yeah. Where? The St. Louis St. Louis County headquarters one. Where's that? Like 40 in Lindbergh? I don't know. No idea. It's across from Plaza Frontenac? Nope. No idea what you're talking about. Okay. Cool. <laughs> the reason I noticed, if you don't already know, like I know you know this, Abigail, but you know, others listening may not know this, but I absolutely love How I Met Your Mother. Yes, of course. And in one episode where and he Ted Mosby if you don't watch the show which is just ridiculous if you don't watch the show because <laughs> it's amazing and I've seen every episode at least four times anyway Ted Mosby is an architect and there is one scene where he's he's got this big project coming up so he's doing his architecture plans and he says he's like stressing out what if I don't think of the books and mm. Oh, I he remember ex- this. He explains this. Yeah, he explains it basically like there's this famous story, which I've never actually looked up. I should look it up because, you know, obviously How I Met Your Mother is a fiction show. Mm-hmm. But he explains that there's this famous architect who built a library, but he didn't account for the weight of the books. So every year the building sinks a little bit more. <laughs> and so until basically it's destroyed. So when I drive by the St. Louis County one that they leveled, I'm like, what if they didn't account for the books? Like, <laughs> what if they didn't think about the weight? And that's why they had to start all over. It might have been, Mom. Because books weigh a lot. They really do. <laughs> and you get an entire building full of them. Anyway, that's my little side note. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to carrying boxes of books into my new apartment. Well, that's why you have Audible now. <laughs> yeah, That's true, yes. <laughs> yes. I do still have a lot of physical books, though. Yeah, I have I have physical books too, but I have narrowed down my collection because I used to have a lot more. You do by the time you move over and over yeah. again, and you have to carry a all lot those of books. books. I know, but yeah. I just love books. Yeah. Okay, so our second library is the Willard Library, just like not his father, not his Willard. father Willard. You know. <laughs> so the Willard Library has nothing to do with uh, Bishop's Castle. Okay. But it is located in Evansville, Indiana. Okay. The library opened in 1885 and was founded by a local philanthropist, Willard Carpenter. Hmm. The library is gorgeous. Yeah. We will be posting some pictures of it because it is like, it's this fancy old like Victorian building. It looks straight out of Wednesday. Oh. Like the Adams family. Nice. It's gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah, I'd love to see pictures of it. And it's also known as one of the most haunted libraries in the U.S. Really? I didn't even know there were haunted libraries. I didn't either, but I figured there must be some. Because I was like, that would be kind of a fun episode if it was like haunted libraries. Yeah. And it is. I'm having a good time. Good. (laughs) There are as many as eight ghosts in the library. But the most famous is the Grey Lady. 
she's the one that everybody comes to see. Oh, that's like so many gray things. Oh, yeah, because there was Mrs. Gray. The lady was Mrs. Gray. In the other library, the the lighthouse, we had the gray lady. And then the Queen Mary was the gray ghost. Yes, it was. (laughs) Oh. Would you look at that? Look at that. Plus, gray is one of my favorite colors. (laughs) Really? Well, I mean, I like my household furnishings. My neutral favorite color, I should say, is gray. I don't like tans or beiges. So, anyway. You like tans and beiges? Yeah. I think I just grew up with so many tans and beiges that I'm like, ugh, give me gray. I like the tans and beiges. Okay. I think they're nice. Anyways, off track. (laughs) Yes. Yep. So we don't know like for sure, for sure who the gray lady is, but we kind of do. Okay. Most people think that it is Willard's daughter, Louise Carpenter. Okay. Willard was the one who built the library. Right. When Louise's father passed away, she got a little mad. Why? Because he left his entire state to the library. Ooh. Instead of to Louise. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Like everything. Like house, lands, everything. That's like when people leave everything to like a cat or a dog. Yeah. Like I get you love your animals, but you know, you got family. Yeah. So he left everything to the library and she was pretty mad. Yeah. So that's why people think that she still kind of like lingers around. So I'm going to go over some uh, some tales of the Grey Lady. All right, I'm ready. In the library, there is a portrait of Louise, actually, that sits hanging up in the library. Okay. And one time, there were two young ghost hunters that came in. And they were looking at this portrait and they were like, man, she's kind of ugly. Oh! Yeah. And for the rest of their stay in their library... <gasps> They said that they felt so uncomfortable. Oh. They were just like cringing the whole time. Like this felt awful and were like, we need to get the heck out of this bitch. And they think that it's because they insulted Louise and she was following them around trying to get them to get out. Fuck yeah, they were being rude. Yeah, I know. If I was Louise, I'd do the same thing. Like, bitch, get out of my library. I would too. Yep. Yeah. However, it wasn't until 52 years after the library opened that the Grey Lady very first appeared. Oh. Yes. Her first sighting was in 1937 when a custodial worker showed up early for work and he reported seeing a woman in a long dress and veil. Some people say that she has a long dress and like a long scarf or like a shawl. Okay. I've seen two different things. So that was whenever she was very first sighted and people were like, oh shit, we got a ghost. (laughs) And then in the 1970s, they brought a psychic to the library to try to find the ghosts. And the psychic looked around. She said she definitely felt some spirits. And whenever she reached the story pit where, like, the storytellers would sit and read, Mm. she fell into a trance (gasps) where she saw a woman dressed in gray, long dress, in a veil, looking into, like, water. Like, I don't know if it was a puddle or like a bowl or just water. Huh. Okay. And she said that she felt that the gray lady was attached to the land and not to the building. Oh. Yes. So we don't know. It could be Louise. I think it's Louise probably, but you never know. Yeah. And then I thought this was, I thought this was really funny actually in the 1980s. So one of the, one of the gray lady's favorite places to hang out is in the children's library. She just loves to chill out down there. But in the 80s, it was being renovated. So the children's librarian, Mrs. Margaret Mayer, 
the gray lady followed her home Hmm. to her house where she stayed until the children's section opened up again. Oh. And then she went back to the library. Oh. I know. That's kind of sweet. I know. She just wants to hang out. And someone did an interview with uh, Mrs. Margaret Mayer and said that she felt like her and the ghost had like a special connection together. I know. She's never been like malevolent or anything mean or anything. She's just like hanging out. She's just chilling out there. The only, you know, malevolent thing she did was when those guys called her ugly. But, you know, fair. Well, yeah, but they deserved it. Yeah, obviously. So the actual, actually the most recent encounter was in 2010 on August 10th when she was seen on the lower level of the of the library by the children's librarian. And over the years, so many employees and patrons have re- reported seeing her. People have seen her in the basement, obviously the children's library, in the history section, and the elevator. Those are her favorite places. And they always, <laughs> they said they always know which ghost it is because they can smell her cheap old lady perfume. Oh, God. like out of nowhere they get like a waft of like that old lady perfume that's funny yeah and uh there was one time that the ghosts got a little rowdy and they set off the intruder alarm oh gosh so the police showed up in like the middle of the night to the library and there was like two ghosts in the upper floor window just watching them oh yeah they were like heh suckers creepy just set off the alarm yeah I think they were just trying, I think they were just bored. Did they go in the building? I think so. Okay. There was no intruder. So there's really nothing, okay. Wow. No. And other signs that people have said include cold spots, weird things found in the library, the water gets turned on and off every once in a while, and people say that the gray lady, like, you can feel a touch on your shoulder or on your hair. Oh, I don't like that. And some people have said they can feel her touching their earrings. Uh, I'm literally cringing. (laughs) (laughs) It's one thing to see it, but don't touch me. <laughs> I don't know why she's like, oh, you got some nice hair. Like, can I have those earrings? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's, it's pretty creepy. I don't like that. And then in the late 1990s, the library hosted their very first ever ghost tour. Ooh. And their first one brought out 800 people. I thought you were going to say 800 ghosts. I was like, What? Yes, 800 ghosts showed up for this ghost tour to freak people out. It was just a crowd of ghosts. That would freak me out. I I wouldn't know what to do with my life anymore. I would have no idea. And they actually still do ghost tours every year in October, and it's always oh. like a super great turnout. Oh, wow. Um, it's brought a lot of popularity to the library because it's super haunted. Do you want to go? Yeah, deal. Okay. Let's go. Let's do it. Can we stop at the Peoria Library on the way? Of course. Cool. So, October. Yes, October we'll go. Okay. They also have a ghost cam set up on their website. Really? Of just, like, cameras set up around the library, like, in the basement and in the children's library and stuff where you can watch, like, after hours to see if there's any ghosts. That's interesting. Yes. It's very interesting. And that's it. All right. That's all I got. That was the Willard Library and the Peoria Library. So a couple little haunted libraries. Yeah. I thought it was actually, it was really fun to research and look into. Yeah. I found some fun pictures I'll have to post. Yeah. That'll be good. Just want to add that I lost my train of thought. 
Okay, cool. I think that's a good thing to add. <laughs> well, we were supposed to, not supposed to, but I was going to really, really try to get us 10 episodes by the end of 2022, but that didn't happen. Yeah. With the holidays and schedules and everything, it just didn't work out. Yeah, that's okay. But we are going to get on top of it. We just had a discussion that we're going to meet every week yes. so we can do this and, and put out all these wonderful episodes for you. Heck yeah. And I am excited to share mine on the next Ooh. one. Oh, this is, you're going to do your uh, international one. Yeah, we're going out of the... I'm very excited. Going out of the United States. I can feel it. It's going to be great. I think so. I really do. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've already done some research, but I'm going to take a deep dive on it tomorrow so that I'm ready to cool. record. I am very excited to listen to yes. it. And for those who didn't get to hear the lovely descriptions of all of our patron levels, I just kind of briefly wanted to go through those again. Sure. So $5 a month is a ride in the britches buoy. $10 a month is the Corn Palace Royalty Court. Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> $20 a month is the Gates of Hail. 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 The Gates Hell. of Hail. <laughs> I can't even hell. say it now. The gates of hell. <laughs> $50 a month, which is mind-blowing to me, um, yes. is the footless casket dweller. And of course, Yay. inspiration for the podcast, $100 a month is the castle builder. The castle builder. That's the number one, the top tier. That's yeah, top. Yeah, that is the top. Yeah. You got to be the builder of the castle, not your father Willard. Right. Why would you want to do yeah. that? Oh, yeah. and we now have decals. <gasps> Exciting. Yeah, which I'm going to put on. I, I love that. I have not gotten them. Got, why can't I speak today? <laughs> I have not put them on our website yet, but we'll have decals, stickers, and shirts on our website. Oh, oh, oh. Duh. I forgot. Oh, gosh. I got to tell you. What is it? Our winners. Oh, yeah, for the our, giveaway. Our winners for our giveaway. Oh, my gosh, that's so exciting. Okay, so we have three winners for our giveaway. Okay, here we go. We have Carol. Yeah, Carol. We have Rebecca. Yeah, Rebecca. And we have Alyssa. Yeah, Alyssa. So those are our three people that won our giveaway. So be looking forward to your merch and yes, surprises coming to you soon. So... Thank you to everybody who participated. Yeah. We didn't have as much participation as I wanted, mm. but we're new. We're, we're yes. like baby podcasters. We're still building up. Yeah. You know, this is what, episode nine? Yeah. But we'll do, we'll get another giveaway at some point and... Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Get some more, th I've got some, some more ideas of merch that I want to do, so I'm working on that and it's going to be awesome. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. Oh, and we have a guest coming up too. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that too. Our very first guest. Yeah, we were gonna, going to try and get that done a, like a month or so ago, but timing, of course, again with the holidays and all didn't work out. So yeah. we've got it scheduled now. So we're going to have a, a guest coming up and I've been looking into Ooh. some other guests. So I'm excited. Ooh, exciting. Yay. All right. I, th I think that's it. I think that's it. All right. Sounds good. Now what? <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say your say your thing. Oh yeah. Unless you want me to say um, the thing. 
You can say the thing if you want. All right. Go for it. Until next time, keep finding the thrill in the mysterious. Heck yeah, do that. Bye. Bye.